This is Dumb Lot, the podcast of dumb crimes and even dumber criminals. Welcome to Dumb Lot. On your shoulders <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> I am Greg, your host. Welcome back. I am joined by my esteemed golfing buddy Jason. That's a peppy intro. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah today. I liked it. How's uh, how's it going, dummies? Welcome to another episode. And uh, the talented and nonconformist Maria. <laughs> <laughs> what up, dummies? <laughs> so I usually complain most. I feel like most time I complain in these initial. Uh, openings but i want to i want to go on a, a a positive note and give a shout out to all these dummies so i want you guys to try and fit well i'm just going to name this off we have dummies all around the world listening to this so i'm going to name the top 10 states where we have the most listeners awesome and shout cool. out to you if you're in one of these states cool number one's pennsylvania just because we have a philadelphia base Obvi. new york the state of new york is number two new jersey number three maryland number four Washington, number five. Washington State. Yep. Wow. California, number six. Texas, number seven. What? Michigan, eight. Tennessee, number nine. Tennessee. Coming in number 10. Illinois. So if you're not in the top 10, you better start telling your friends and family to get on it, man, and bust in our world. We'll read these like every every month or so. We'll try and do a top 10. Nice. We'll see uh, if anybody can overtake Pennsylvania. It's going to be tough. Now, let's go. We we go international. Oh, sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, I know we do go international. Yes. I'm going to read off the top, the the countries where we have the top 10 most listeners. And shout out and props to you if your country has made the list. And if not, boo on you. Number one, the United States of America. (laughs) Number two, big surprise there. Number two is Canada. Number three, Australia. What? Number four, Sweden. Number five, Ireland. Number six, this is a real out-of-the-box Azerbaijan. Really? Number six. Number seven, there must be a lot of uh, retirees in Costa Rica. Number eight, Albania. Number nine, the UK, and number 10, Spain. Just missing the top 10, Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah, props to all you maniacs listening to us uh, all around the world. Thank you very much. And I wish I knew how to say hello in whatever language they spoke in Azerbaijan. How about if you're an international listener, if dummy translates into your language, can you send us what dummy, (laughs) what the word is for dummy in your language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And if you're in the UK or Australia, if you have some slang that we don't use in yeah. the States, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tweet, tweet at us. Yeah. Um, that'd be, yeah, that'd be really funny. That was yeah. awesome, Greg. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, that was that was so cool. Thanks to everybody around the world for listening to us. Yeah. Tell your friends, and you got some work to do if I didn't name your state or your country, so get on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've got, we've got a bunch of episodes up now. It feels like we're got a nice, nice following. Yeah, response has so, yeah. been overwhelming. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. great. All right, Jason, tell us where these maniacs can find us on our social network platform doodads. Uh, yeah, man, everybody's <laughs> fired up today. This, this might be a good episode. Um, might. So you can... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to set the bar too high, I'm Maria. Go ahead, um, Jason. You can find us uh, usual places, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Dumbline Podcast. Um, like, subscribe, and share and interact with us. Maria, Jason wants a headline. 
Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, I have one. This is from WBTV, July 26th, 2022 in Rowan County, North Carolina. Woman sets fire to wrong home when trying to get back at ex-boyfriend. Oh, oh, does he never go to his place oh. and stay over? What she the? also was tried it, to steal the homeowner's dog. <laughs> so she stole the wrong dog and tried to light she, the wrong home she, on fire. Was she even his his girlfriend? <laughs> I don't. I mean, according to this guy, she was. She just got the address Jesus. wrong. So it's just too, just too dark. She just never listened. It was she doesn't even know his address, just, where he lives. She just never yeah. listened. It's it's like I told this, you I had a poodle. What are you doing? I think I have, to have a schnauzer. <laughs> it's crazy. There's stories that you hear about like people being so drunk that they go into the, like the wrong house. Oh yeah, just go and, to bed. Like, yeah, and like you, somebody wakes up in the morning and some dude is just like asleep. Like oh my god. Yeah, going in the wrong house is. <laughs> Yeah, not as bad as burning down the wrong house. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't. But it's, it's. But it's just crazy that people. Are, I know are doing a lot of things in the wrong houses. <laughs> it's true. All right, Maria. Once you catch your breath, mm-hmm. let's dive into a new uh, case with a dummy or two. Okay, dummy or two, couple. Sweet. This week's story is what happens when an egomaniac and a straight-up maniac become pen pals. It's like dumb ping pong. <laughs> Sources include the New York Times, the LA Times, the LA Review of Books, the New Republic, the Washington Post, and other sources. So Jack Henry Abbott is born January 21st, 1944 in Michigan and spends most of his childhood in foster care. At the age of 12, he is sent to the Utah State Industrial School for Boys, which he claims affects his behavior throughout his adult life. That sounds, sounds like it would. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like horrible. A tough school. Yeah. It's, horrible. And he's. It's so juvie. He's, it's so, juvie. So he's born in 48, you said? 44. 44. So like late 40s, early 50s. That's mm-hmm. that. And the name of that school, that's got to be tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by 18. When he's when he leaves the Utah State Industrial School for Boys at eighteen, Industrial School for Boys, he is. I know horrible. it's horrible. It's like yeah. You just picture a Pink Floyd's like we don't need education. Yeah, kids just marching. Yeah, yeah. yeah just see hammers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whoever came up, whoever came up with the name of that school is like made, had to be a real party. Yeah, and wanted to make it sound as terrible yeah. as possible. Yeah. They probably thought it sounded great. Yeah. <laughs> So by 18, he is caught forging stolen checks from a shoe store, by the way, which is like, why a shoe store? Oh, like, man, fucking with the cobblers. <laughs> yeah. Um, for which he is sentenced to Utah State Penitentiary for a maximum of five years. Hmm. That's uh, getting caught on check fraud in the, in the 50s or 60s has to be kind of tough, right? Like there's no digital trail. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Well, he was making yeah. the checks out to himself. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. So then in 1966, Abbott is still in prison just for forgery, but he decides to stab fellow inmate James Christensen. Mm. According to Jack, James was hitting on him, blah, blah, blah. We all know that that's likely a likely story at that time. Jack is then charged with three to 20 years for the murder. Three to 20. That's a wide gap. It is. I saw some other stories that said 14 years, but the, the span was 3 to 20, I guess, based on behavior and what he was in for. They might have given him a, a big span of time. 
Was he close to getting out? How long was he? He was only in there for five years, and he went in. He was eighteen. He was. He could have gotten out very quickly if that hadn't happened. Okay. So here comes the first dump. Ooh, early! Whoa, early. Yeah. right out of the gate. Early dump. Do it. This is early dump. <laughs> Five years after he stabs James, he escapes prison for six weeks and decides the best thing to do is commit armed robbery in Denver. I mean, he's probably short on some change. Maybe. I mean. Where'd you get a gun? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get? Busting out of prison with a gun? I dug deep for more details because I was hoping there would be like he dropped a paycheck or he like (laughs) was collecting quarters from the the bank floor or something. I could find absolutely nothing. Um, so back to prison he goes with a 19-year federal sentence for that. More so, for the escape than the murder. Yeah, well, this, well, I mean, maybe 20. Yeah, well, this guy, he's got nothing to lose at this point. Like, he's murdered that guy. Could have been out in he's three in years. The, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But three I mean, seems light for murder. Right. In 1979, Norman Mailer publishes the Pulitzer Prize-winning book, The Executioner's Song, which if you haven't read it, you should. It's amazing. It's about Gary Gilmore, one of the nation's most infamous inmates of the 1970s. He is also in Utah, having killed two men in 1976. He shot himself in the hand accidentally during the second murder, dum dum dum, <laughs> and asked a cousin for help, and that cousin turned him in. Mm, rat Fink. Oh, yeah. I'm not, not turning into that guy. <laughs> so Gary became famous for repeatedly requesting the death penalty, and eventually he was killed by firing squad in 1977. So when Jack learns that Norman Mailer is writing about Gary, whom Jack knows from prison in Utah, he begins writing letters about his life in prison to both Norman Mailer and writer Jerry Kulsinski, another acclaimed mid-century oh. author. Norman gleans so much information from Jack, he gives Jack a heartfelt thank you in the Executioner's Song's introduction. Through letters they begin exchanging in about 1978, Norman sees great talent in Jack. He advocates for Jack's letters to be published in the New York Review of Books, which appears in, um, on June 26, 1980, with an introduction by Norman, which is pretty incredible. The letters are then compiled into the book called in the Belly of the Beast, which Norman helps him publish with Random House in 1981. Hmm. So in the book, Jack writes about solitary confinement, his state of mind, the life of a prisoner, and philosophy. Here's one excerpt. Without meaning to sound conceited or to brag, I can honestly say that I cannot imagine anyone with more moral stamina, more psychological endurance, and more willpower than I myself have. I have measured these things, and I know. Doesn't he sound charming? Yeah, he likes does. himself. Yeah, he, he, he is pretty super, impressed by himself. He, he, he is, is so impressed with himself. Those guys are also fun to hang out with. <laughs> oh, psychopaths! Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> I've measured it, and I'm I've the measured. Best. Yeah, yeah. Right, trust me, I've measured it with a ruler. I mean, what are we measuring it by? Like? What kind of instruments does he have to measure that in his jail cell? Some twine, oh, a couple cans, some twine. Yeah. Not even twine. Cans. He has like two the, the paper towel rolls with yeah. some twine between. Yeah. So Norman Mailer also advocates for Jack's early release from prison. Mm. He tells the Utah Board of Corrections that Mr. Abbott has the makings of a powerful and important American writer. Jack writes to Norman at the time, quote, 
what if I am only justifying myself unconsciously with these words and they are silly excuses to be an asshole? Hmm. So Norman and other literary luminaries lobby for Jack's release. Who are these? Name names. Yeah. Um, Do you have any? Well, Jerry Kulsinski. Yeah. There were also some. Um, is it Jerry or Jersey? Or is that someone different? Jersey? Jerry. Jerry Kulsinski. Oh, he Kulsinski. was a Yeah. Okay. He was a Polish writer. I believe he might have been a survivor of the Holocaust. Okay. Um, there were also some agents and editors from Random House and other publications, mm, likely want, the New York Books. They want to cash yeah. in. Everybody's lobbying for his release. Um, and aside is uh, Susan Sarandon was at his trial later on in the story so he was a hot topic um susan sarandon so okay okay (laughs) all right so norman offers him a research assistant position once he is paroled wow so jack is released from prison to a halfway house june 5th 1981 and begins life as a literary celebrity in new york city he and norman appear on good morning america Liter- Jack. literary celebrity what a in in the 50s and 60s what a title. oh in the that's, 80s actually i shouldn't say that in what the a 80s. title yeah what yeah a, that sounds cool to me yeah it does what do you do well actually i'm a, I'm a literary a, a, celebrity yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay from so jailhouse they, letters y- yeah 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 so they appear on good morning america jack is featured in people magazine woo woo and he is also <laughs> celebrated at cocktail parties and dinners in New York. Jack's also named People Magazine's most handsome, uh, <laughs> yeah. the sexiest man alive. Sexiest yeah. prisoner You're alive. You're a bad boy. He's, uh, sexiest yeah, prisoner <laughs> writer of the year. So six weeks after his parole, on July 18th, 1981, Jack and two friends go to Binibon, a restaurant on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, where a 22-year-old actor named Richard Adon is working. Here comes more Dom. Oh, yeah. Love an episode full of the Dom. Full oh, of Dom. Chock full. Dom, 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 Dom. Jack asks Richard where the bathroom is. And when Richard tells Jack it is for employees only, they begin to argue. Oh, boy. Jack eventually asks him to step outside and stabs Richard on the street, murdering him. Yep. Six weeks after he was let out of prison. Yeah. Anger management oh, problems. He, didn't, wonder, he, he wasn't self-aware of that. No, no. Very, very self-aware in his writing. His moral stamina's, stamina is obviously crazy. through the roof. Yeah, 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 it is. Because in 30 seconds, he takes out a knife and stabs somebody. Because he can't through. take a piss in an Arby's. <laughs> yeah. instead, like, of, instead of stabbing like, someone in the alley, he pisses in the alley, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life's way better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Yeah, while well, you're outside. Can you just, come out with yeah, me in the eye? Like, wow, you want me to see you fucking piss? What yeah, you, what, 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 just piss out there. Yeah. That is... He really had to go. I'm I sorry. Mean, <laughs> he, can't also, be, he can't be caught dead peeing in the alley. Stabbing someone's a whole different story. It's on I, brand. Yeah, you st- it is on brand. And that's what I was going to say. Was like, it, your street cred it's, a yeah. little, it's a little bougie after you've left prison. I'm sure right. you peed in places <laughs> right. that were untoured right. yeah. in prison. Right. You can't yeah. pee outside. Like You're going to kill somebody because you can't use the bathroom. Pee, pee. you got to... You gotta, Shit in front yeah. of people. Yeah, you prison. shit in front of your. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, this guy's right. worried about taking a piss behind a dumpster. I know. <laughs> yeah. So after running to the door of the restaurant and calling his friends outside, a witness states that he says, "I just killed a man." Why would you tell everybody? Whatever. So the next day, he has brunch with a writer. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
He's like, I'm hanging around town. I'm he's having in, brunch. In, no one's looking for he's him. In, he's What's in happening Soho. here? He <laughs> ran away. After he told his friends I just killed a man, he ran away. Right? He, he ran to Soho? around. He's in Soho having a whole other two neighborhoods over. A blini with some pancakes. So then after that, Jack travels to Mexico and bribes a police officer for entry. He then travels the country looking for work. Okay. When he can't find anything stable, he returns to the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Where under a false identity, he begins working in the oil fields in Louisiana. Hmm. But not surprisingly, Jack was dumb on the run, too. Yeah, I don't. don't, That doesn't surprise me. He does not change his appearance at all. At all. (laughs) And... He still goes by Jack. He's still Jack oh, Henry Well, wait until wait until you hear the next thing. He has a tattoo. It says Jack on his fingers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, different, different Jack. Yeah, different Jack. I mean, <laughs> could be anybody. While working in an oil field, a detective from New York finally catches up with him, and he is taken back to prison. Like, what's going on? This how's how's the detective find him? Jack started contacting people he knew in new york while he was on the road so there's a breadcrumb of where he is all right so during his 1982 trial for the murder of richard adan the prosecutor reads an excerpt from in the belly of the beast about stabbing and this is while jack is on the stand quote it almost overcomes you the gentleness of the feeling at the center of a coarse act of murder you've pumped the knife in several times without even being aware of it you go to the floor with him to finish him. It is like cutting hot butter. No resistance at all. They always whisper one thing at the end. Please. You get the odd impression. He is not imploring you not to harm him, but to do it right. End quote. That's some cold Yikes. shit. When the prosecutor Man. finishes reading, Jack says, it's good, isn't it? It it's is good. It's, it is, he's it not is, lying. It's pretty good. It's it good is, writing. It, it, is, writing. Yeah, it, it is. is incredibly well written. But if you're on the stand for murder and you're like, shit. right, everybody, right, jury? Yeah, oh, my God, yeah, wasn't yeah, that amazing? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah. How, yeah how, good did, how good did that sound? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. No wonder he was such a literary celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> so on April 15th, 1982... Jack is sentenced to 15 years to life for first-degree manslaughter and begins serving his term in Atticus State Prison. In 2001, he's moved to Wend Correctional Facility. How is that manslaughter? How is that not some because degree of murder? it started in a fight. As it a, was probably not premeditated. Uh, also, it's 1982. <laughs> he was endorsed by Norman Mailer, who was a gigantic literary star at the time, yeah. which was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And big deal. Big deal. <laughs> and he also He's got in a fight. Big, he yeah. got in a fight, and it was supposed... I'm not defending yeah, that's it. The, that's the thing. Maybe, that's, the guy, maybe the guy threw a punch at him or whatever. not like, premeditated, yeah. Yeah. which is the big deal oh, for yeah, murder yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they could have been like actually. I didn't realize they were fighting. I thought he just took them out there and stabbed them. Yeah. They were fighting over the bathroom, Greg. It was a very deep <laughs> why don't you, argument. Why don't you come out here? <laughs> you want me to? I'd be like, you want me to hold it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're just, fine. Yeah, just go, just go out, out there and yeah, take a piss, go dude. Go outside. Richard Adon's widow receives more than seven million dollars in damages, which are paid from sales of In the Belly of the Beast. In a press conference after the trial, Norman Mailer is quoted as saying that he will still push for Jack's release. Jesus. What's this guy? Got a, this guy attracted to him oh, or something? We've got a little po- post note. Yeah, there's something going on, this, man. They've got to be making so much money off this guy to try to keep him out. Well, we'll see. 
Um, so his quote was, I'm willing to gamble with the safety of certain elements of society to save this man's talent. He this, should, he should have to be handcuffed to this dude. If he gets out, they yeah. just have to live together handcuffed. <laughs> the, this this guy's writing is so profound. Yeah. Yeah. He can murder anyone yes. he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, get yeah, the fuck out of here. He stabs another three people. What, a, what the fuck? What a, Small price. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> okay, so we're going we're gonna to go back to 1960. Norman Mailer. It's like time machine. Norman has also stabbed someone. Oh. It's his wife, Adele oh, Morales. Man. During an argument. Oh, man. She survived and did not press charges. And Norman pled guilty to lesser charges and received probation and a suspended sentence. Wow. Which he never fulfilled, which oh, he man. never had to fulfill. I didn't, I didn't know authors were so stabby. Here He's, comes another dumb. Oh, man. This is the last one, Marie. I don't have a sound effect for the fourth one. This is it. We're at the end. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So, not only was Norman already famous when this happened, he stabbed his wife while he was running for mayor. <laughs> man. Uh, what? Great to be a white guy. Jesus yeah. Christ. See, Are you kidding me with this? In the, in the mid uh, being, 20th century. Yeah, oh, being, a, right. being a white guy in the yeah. 70s and 80s. Oh, my you God. Do, you do whatever the fuck you uh, want. Obviously. This, whatever. This guy's running this around guy. stabbing people, running for mayor. He's other a dude Pulitzer got, Prize. Other dude got like, he's three doing whatever. years for his first murder. Three, three to years, 20. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So after being denied parole in August 2001, Jack Abbott hangs himself in a cell with a noose made of sheets and shoelaces on February 10th, 20, I'm sorry, 2002 at 58 years old. He should have stabbed himself, that fucker. Yeah. He yeah. should have found a way to fucking stab himself. That Put it in like butter, you asshole. Yeah. yeah it's really, I mean, the way that you write it sounds yeah, so yeah, yeah. easy. It sounds so beautiful yeah. the yeah, way it's you so write beautiful. it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, like, yourself. Yourself. it's like hot butter. Yeah. And just do it to yourself. They probably saw his like suicide note and was like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves a suicide note that has never been released to the public, uh, which is probably... Yeah, because probably everybody gets boned. Literary. Yeah, exactly. So um, Norman Mailer dies on November 10th, 2007. In a statement released after Jack's death, and obviously before Norman's, I should have put that before he died, Norman says, I never knew a man who had a worse life. What made it doubly awful is that he brought a deadly tragedy down on one young man full of promise and left a bomb crater of lost possibilities for many, including most especially himself. Did he kill two people? Yeah. He did kill two yeah, people. Two he people. killed James Christensen yeah, in yeah. prison. That's Norman yeah. Mailer, man. I know, he's a dick. Sounds like it. Actually, Executioner's Song is pretty amazing. But <laughs> I can't read it now. He is a total asshole. Yeah. In many ways. But also, there's a movie with Sissy Spacek. Very good. Actually, maybe the movie is better because it's re- one removed from Norman Mailer, so you can watch the movie. And okay. Norman Mailer sucks. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So I think uh, recapping the dumb, I mean, there's I mean, just there's a few. I mean, don't write a book about your favorite method of killing. It could be used against you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no matter no matter how eloquent it is, yeah. don't do it. When you're on the lam, don't contact yeah. people you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you got a great burner phone. <laughs> well, there's no burners in the 80s. Yeah, He's yeah, calling true. Pay phones. Pay phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it's probably a, called probably, collect, so yeah. it was probably like a call from Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Letters, 
it's also writing letters they're all how about don't tattoo your name if you have your name all right don't, not don't tattoo your name on your knuckles first of all why are you tattooing tattooing your own name on your knuckles whatever but maybe cover it or wear a bandage wear, wear one of those, and those change gloves, your those gloves without fingers uh, right like <laughs> And change your appearance a little bit if you're going to be like on the lam. This guy was just like, "Hey, I'm Jack." Well, I feel like he he's he's got this white male author privilege. He's like, "Oh, I'm yeah. good." Norman Mailer's got my back. Probably. Like, he's like, "I'm, I'm a good writer. To, I'm a good. Yeah, I'm a writer." My name is Jack. Here's yeah. my hand. Yeah. yeah don't don't yeah, believe I, me? Look at my fist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think most importantly. Stay dehydrated so you don't have to piss so much. Yeah. You're not going to get in a fight because you can't use a bathroom to stab someone. Yeah. Drink less water. Drink. <laughs> or if it's or, New York City, you can just go on the side street and piss in the alley and nobody's going to say anything. Yeah, to, you to do get, not To get that worked up about not... I mean, oh. New York back then, probably easy to take a piss in a lot of places. It still yeah. is. Yeah. It's still, it still is. You can piss anywhere in New York City. You can. I don't know. Another areas I go. Chelsea, Soho. Yes, you can. You just got to find an empty side street. Do it quick. Sound like you've done this before. I have done it many times. I'm from New York. All right, right, Maria. I think that was a good one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I uh, thought it was a good one too. You know, I never really read much Norman Mailer. I've heard of him and stuff, but I am so less intrigued by him now, and I will probably never read anything by him. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild how everybody so got, wait, like, you, immediately got behind this guy. So, what yeah, if, Murray, when you said introduced this, you said it's a story about a pen pal and an egomaniac and a regular maniac. Who is the egomaniac here? Norman Mailer. Oh, Norman Mailer's the egomaniac? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't clear later on in the story, but he is they both seem a like super egomaniac. Egomaniacs. Yeah. All right. That'll do it. Remember, if you didn't make our top 10 list of country or state, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> You know, this isn't hard. There's holidays coming up. Yeah, whatever. Are you doing anything with someone? You're having a party, a barbecue. Just throw on Thumbline on the on the speaker. Nobody wants to hear classic rock anymore. It's yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dummies. I'm Greg. I'm Jason. Maria. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you, guys.